Behind the Break. The first ever Sporting Plays podcast. Past and current events. Interviews with some of the best. Product and shotgun reviews. All wrapped up in every episode, every time. We call it Behind the Break, and we're glad you're here. What's up? It's the fifth episode of Behind the Break. We're here at the studio with four and a half people. I got Kevin, Alex, Chad Rogers from the Meadows. And half of Zach. Half of Zach. Yeah, he ain't putting a headset on. The, but he's always here. He's always Zach? Yeah, Zach Keenbaum. He's he's supplying the pizza and Cokes. Right. Zach eats pizza? Who got pizza? No, he just eats we it don't eat pizza. It. He eats all the <laughs> toppings off and hands us like a piece of bread. Yeah. Yeah, the crust. The crust. That's right. <laughs> is Zach really here? He is here. He didn't want to talk, though. We're saving him because we talk about Zach so much. I feel like it's got to be a really special, like, occasion. He's kicking Zach, me right okay, now. Like, maybe, maybe, let's talk about this. Maybe he'll win the World English or World Fee Task, and then and then we'll, we'll, we'll let him lose. What if he wins Georgia State? Will he come back and talk to us? Yeah. He ain't going to win the Georgia That's... State. He's riding with me down there. He ain't winning that. Zach, can you just say hey? So he did. He did win the Georgia State one time. I think there was a lightning storm, and the rest of the competitors couldn't finish, and he was the only one. But he did win. Oh, that happened. <laughs> he did. Shots yeah. fired. It was. It was. It was a bad lightning storm. Everybody was rushed off the course, and Zach was like, "I'm finishing," and he won. And you know, so that was that was awesome. Um, he's used to them Texas storms. Yeah, a lot of storms in Texas. That's right. right. He's not scared. But what he's not used to is a bite and flies at the meadows. He got attacked the day we were practicing. (laughs) Really? Yes, they're like condors coming down. What? What? What did he? Did he put on skin so soft? No, he was just getting bit. He was. He was. (laughs) Yeah, big flies biting him. Like, what's up with these flies? Like, I don't know, man. He's got a tough nut. But uh, (laughs) it's regular house fly. It is. is. (laughs) Just a regular biting house fly is all. (laughs) Why we ain't got them in Texas? That's right. That's right. All right, so you're at the Meadows today. Yes, we were. All day at the Meadows, practicing, teaching, that sort of thing. Um, So people that don't know, uh, Rick Hemingway took the Meadows over probably, what is it, Chad, going on two years now? Something like that? Three. Is it the third year? Going on three. Okay, the third year and done done an absolutely awesome job. He's put all Promatics in, uh, two full courses, 14 stations, got a skeet field, uh, five stand, uh, keeps the grounds really groomed, all the trash picked up, place is awesome. Um, and that's where we uh, spend a lot of time practicing and coaching. It's, uh, it's a place to see. And uh, hopefully we'll have some uh, big shoots there in the future. We'll, we're going to have the uh, going to have the NWTF shoot back again. Yep. There was a real big deal in the South uh, when I was, you know, for years and years and years, that was the shoot to win around here. Uh, the NWTF shoot's a big deal, and we finally got it back after – being gone for a couple of years, so that's pretty cool stuff. Chad, you know the exact date or when the it is uh, August sixteenth through the seventeenth, I believe. Yeah, sometimes it's usually yeah. it's usually they pick August so we can sweat a little yeah. bit because yeah. you know, well, I mean it, you know you don't get the full effect of the South <laughs> until August unless you unless unless you come in July and August. Oh, that's right, that's right. Now, you know? Chad, are you going to help Rick a little bit setting those targets at that shoot? Because yeah. we want to know who to blame now. We want to know if these are tough. We're going Look, to we're gonna come looking for you. You can blame me for all of it. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. All right. Everybody, everybody that knows me and shoots at the meadows yep. knows. He's going to set him a course now. We we got one sure enough course. That's right. And we got. You got an easy course a and a hard course. course. Yep. 
Pick your poison. Pick your poison. Whichever sure. one you want. Now there you just you just recently built well not recently what a year ago built a skeet field uh, yeah it's a year and a half year and a half ago something like yeah. that we got a skeet field up there matter uh, of fact two of us at this table yeah uh, me and Chad built that <laughs> <laughs> we did there's a, there a little labor yeah. in that yeah. yeah 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 that's right we it's did hard labor actually did every bit of it painted it laid the sod poured the concrete the whole nine yards yeah. so. The thing about the Meadows is that you just don't get a sport and clays course. You get a, a great five stand. Yep. You get a, a blue course for, you know, we call it the easy course. But yep. it's, it's a, a little. Intermediate, the beginner intermediate. Yep. And then you got the red course, which okay. is a little, little more tough. Yep. And you can throw longer stuff, a lot of big, long shondells. And yeah, it's big targets. Yeah. Big targets. That's right. And then you've got, I know they got a tower. You can shoot some tower birds. That's we right. Do. That's and right. Uh, a real nice skeet field. So there's a lot to do there and it's always the grass is cut yep clean yep we so we try <laughs> it's, it it's a lot of work <laughs> a lot of good uh, a, lot a lot of good of shooters work. have come out of there too but yeah and still coming and, out of there. and we still got a lot of good shooters right That's right oh yeah definitely middle georgia's got it going on no I doubt i don't know if there's that, that many good shooters in texas I had to get Zach a look. Zach's eyes here we yeah. go. But he's not really here. But he's not here. Oh, he's he's the other half. Yeah, he is the other half. <laughs> we'll have an Instagram photo <laughs> later of Zach. Wait, well, yeah, look on Instagram. He's here. Yeah, eating pizza. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Alex, uh, Alex has also got a club down south, but he comes up here and shoots at the meadows as well. So, Alex, what do you you got any input on that? Yeah how, yeah. how long have you been shooting? I know you and Kevin have been shooting there for, what, 20 years? Long time. Yes, forever. Um, I started when I was eight. I'll be 32 this year. So You that old? Yeah. You too. Young fellow. Getting old. I got knee braces. and you got good hair still. Yeah, That's I do. Awesome. I have you hair. seen him with his hat <laughs> off? <laughs> yeah. Looks like a convict. Hey, well. anybody's got good hair. <laughs> Come here, <laughs> yeah. Kevin. Looks I don't want to hear it. Kevin said everybody has good hair. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's got good hair. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, you know, when he has the phone, says, go ahead for you. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one got all for you. Holy cow. <laughs> He's on you tonight, isn't he? Edit. <laughs> Kevin wears them see-through hats, turns them around backwards. You can see right. his hairline. I can't, right. I can't see through it. <laughs> When the sun hits it, it all blends in. That's right. <laughs> White or black. All right, let's talk about Georgia State. It's coming up this week. A lot yep. of people are going. Zach's going. Is, Zach, De- is Desi going? You going to be there, Zach? No, Desi's not going to be there. Zach will be there. He's actually riding with me tomorrow. You're leaving tomorrow? We're leaving tomorrow because we're going to go try to catch a fish. Yeah. And this being said, because you all know that Zach didn't like boats. We will be on land. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? You don't like boats. So we'll be on land, and we're going to try to catch something on the beach. And, yeah, we rented a house on Tybee, so we're going a day early. It's going to be fun. We'll mm-hmm. have a good time. So why does Zach not like the like boats? Does he get sick? Does he have to put Dramamine behind his ear? We tried that. That didn't work. It wasn't good. Did he have to lay down? He la- Yes. He laid down. He was laid down. Never seen anybody celebrate so much when they touch land. It was incredible. <laughs> I bet he couldn't walk when he got there, could he? Oh, he could walk. He could got he? off that boat in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, he could walk. Yeah, he could walk. Ain't no doubt. No doubt. Yep. Zach could be coaching, instructing, teaching at Forest City Gun Club after the Georgia State. Is that right? No, not 
Not this time. Sorry. No, he's well. The reason he can't is because he's got to fly home Monday to pack. So Friday we fly out. The Friday after Georgia State we fly out to England for a long time. If for a whole if, month. Yeah. Right. A yeah. month. You're gonna be gone a month. Twenty five days. That's what are you gonna do without me? Wow. Well, we'll have to call you. All right. So we'll let's go ahead and set this up. No, let's set this up. You're gonna have to send this podcast to me and let me approve it before you put it on there. Because wow. y'all two by right. yourselves is not gonna work. We get, we got <laughs> this. Hey, they got me. Oh, they got what? me now. Yeah. Nah. We don't need you. We got nah. We got me. So, now. so my plan was to call. Yeah, call and call, and we'll talk to all of y'all over there. Absolutely. You know, see what's going on. Uh, One of y'all gonna have a phone at work. Yeah. We're going to have something that work. Yeah. Zach will. He'd die yeah. without a phone. Perish. <laughs> yeah, I can tell that. Yeah. <laughs> and pizza and root beer. What is that, Zach? <laughs> That's an A&W. <laughs> <laughs> pizza and root beer. Do they eat that in Hawaii? Oh, don't forget the Cheetos. Oh, let's take a picture. we got to take a picture of all this. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Cruz just sent us over a picture of his stuffed monkey on a on a Surf surfboard. Board. Y'all will be hearing about this monkey here shortly. We're blue we'll, balls. We'll, we'll post it We're on blue balls. the uh, on our Facebook and our He's got Instagram, blue balls. so you can see what it looks like. It's pretty cool. <laughs> wow! Did uh, they paint the balls? Yeah, they're painted. Did they paint them? <laughs> yeah, you want to see here? No. Okay. All right. I could tell whenever you showed it to me. <laughs> they was blue. <laughs> they are blue. So who were you shooting with the day at the Meadows? Who did I shoot with? Yeah. It was uh, me, Zach, uh, Ronna, my wife, um, Chad. Did I hear correctly that Ronna signed up for Georgia State? Well, we still get Yes. We're going to say yes. We're going to sign her up. We're going to sign her up. We got to just get Zach. Zach's going to – she doesn't take coaching from Kevin too well. Zach's going to coach. I don't know if you all know this, but you try to coach your wife, it ain't good. Or your friends. (laughs) Or your friends. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Justin, you – Y'all just don't listen. I just uh, you're, you're, so tonight I we're gonna get Rana dialed in on which gun she's gonna uh, be shooting, and we're gonna we're, she's definitely gonna shoot something at the Georgia State. Okay, All right, for sure. What gun does she, do you think she's gonna shoot? She's either gonna shoot. So we got a new A three hundred Sporting. She's either gonna shoot that, or she already had an A four hundred with the kickoff system. So we're gonna go back and forth tonight. And see which one. Twelve. She Twelve. Yeah, they're both twelves. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter either one. Chad, what about you? What are you shooting down there? What am I shooting? What gun? What gun? There ain't but one gun. Uh-oh. Oh, here we Loretta. go. Uh-oh. And tell, tell everybody who said Tell them, Zach. <laughs> there ain't but one, ain't but one gun. Zach Beretta. paid him off to say all this. So. All right. All right. So 682. Tell, 682. 692. 692. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're 692. <laughs> we had, I had, we had my, old, my old gun was 682. So, it, I'm trying to get used to saying the 692. 692. So you, so you missed the 682? 32-inch 32 barrel. Pure gold choke. Pound town sticker. What shells you going to shoot? Right. Come on now. What well, shells? You know, we. I reckon I'm going to have to shoot a binocular. There you go. There you go. Because <laughs> when they hit them, they hit them hard. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So he's got him a 692 that he had. I remember when Zach, when uh, Chad got that gun, he was like, "I can't hit him." I was ready. With this. I was ready to wrap up right a pine tree. And he found Zach at a shoot, and he'll still tell you to this day that that's the reason he shoots so good is because Zach set it up I for can, him. I can assure you, and I've said it a thousand times. If I ain't said it once, 
the man knows what he's doing. Oh, don't pump well, him up too much. <laughs> there ain't just, enough room. There ain't enough room in here for Kevin, that. Kevin and Michael couldn't do it. Oh, good lord. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Well, well, Kevin I, just tells you to stick it under your arm I, and pull the trigger. I had it. I had it. I had it for six months. Yeah. Kevin didn't say. Let me help you, you with you this. You had it in a gun safe. Kevin, Kevin didn't say. Kevin didn't say. Automatic. Let me help you with this. He didn't say that. I would have let Zach fit it too. So now we need to get Zach to help Alex. <laughs> what? Hold on. <laughs> what? I think I think Alex is. It's Alex, too too Alex, far behind. Alex, Alex is his own worst enemy. Okay. <laughs> Alex has got nine Alex, stops for his gun. Alex right, might so, have already got Zach to help him. Uh-oh. And everybody, Uh-oh. Here we go. And, and everybody else might be in trouble this weekend. And looked at, and looked at Kevin when he said it. Oh, my That's what I'm talking about. Alex right. said he's taking off Friday. He's going to ride down there and oh, dust Lord, up. Oh, Lord, you took off Friday? <laughs> <laughs> he said he's going to ride down there and dust up the competition. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. All right. He even told his dad, listen, I'm not shooting you. I don't need to shoot with you. I'm shooting by myself. So me and Zach have talked about this. Anytime you talk trash about winning, you will not. Well, so you, you, I will not say a word right. about winning. Well, you know one thing. I hope Justin, Alex wins, Justin. Zach wins, you win. Win, win, win. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, good job, guys. Why you leave me out? You win too. Everybody win. Okay, y'all get them, boy. Why, why ain't you hoping I'm winning? I didn't look that way. <laughs> now you, get, you finally get to shoot the Georgia Stakes. It was at your I place do. last. I do last year. I do. I, the meadows. And it, uh, I do remember the last it, time you and Zach rode to a shoot together. <laughs> what happened? Well, you shot at 199 targets. Oh, yeah. And, and still somehow won the shoot. I did shoot. 100, 199. Yeah. Two days shoot. You're going to have to explain he, that. He forgot one came out. He I forgot forget, one. I did not forget. I got mad. Yep. All right. So here's what happened. <laughs> like so I said, you're going to have to explain cup. this. I don't remember. It was Seminole Cup. I think it was the first day. We were going around it pretty tight. I think Zach was maybe down a bird, maybe. And I was straight probably, I don't know how many stations in, like eight, nine stations in, pretty deep in. Real, real soft pair, trash can lids. And I missed the first one. And when I missed it, I kind of set the gun down, looked up at the sky, (laughs) and totally didn't even look at the second one. I look up and it's hitting the ground. So that's how you go from 198 in a hurry. So, uh, yeah. So anyway. So what yeah. happened after that? Don't get frustrated. <laughs> Don't let the first one cost you the second one. Golden rule. And I did. I got, you know, I got that problem. What? The first one cost you the second one? Well, you can step up in the box. Yeah. Smoke ball the first pair. Yeah. And And thinking, I got that. Okay. Next pair come out, and the first one, woof, and then the wheels fall off. Right. So the you wheels just, fall you off. You just asked so you the million-dollar question. You just talked yourself out of this second one. Okay. All right, explain <laughs> why. Now you're putting me on the explain spot. Put, give, give Zach that yeah, mic. Get, yeah, Zach, that's what right, I'm going to say. That is probably the most common-ass question that you get as a coach. Uh, I will. That, that, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, for question. me, what I think is this, okay? So the first pair, you're actually shooting off instinct and trust in what you're seeing, okay? You're actually shooting your ability. The second pair – 
it could be a number of things. It could be nerves. It could be checking lead. It could be it could be checking second uh, guessing. Yeah, checking the gap, second guessing, not confident. Um, there's a lot to that. I mean, a lot of people say I'll break the first pair, but I miss on the third pair. Okay, so there's a lot to it. Number one thing is if you think you're going to miss on the third pair, like Kyle Millwood, I'm not throwing Kyle under the bus, but he told me last weekend that he missed on the second pair like ten times. Well, guess what? That was all in his head, okay? All in his head. He knew he was going to do it, and it happened. So you got to erase all that from your head and, uh, you know, shoot with confidence the whole time. So that that's a million-dollar question, Chad. That's a, that's a big deal. Yeah, well, you know, I – I don't mind stepping in the box yep. and missing one of the first pair or missing, yeah, because or, you, or missing both of the first pair. I don't mind Red. that at all. That's right. Okay. Now, when I correct myself and I run out that station after missing that first, that first, you know, single or first pair, even if I dutch the whole pair, if I run that station out, I'm good with that. Because you, you felt you know, like you corrected. I, you yeah. know, that, and that, that builds confidence. So right. when, you, when, you get, when you get in the box uh-huh. and, you, and you run the station. Yes. You get to the last pair. Uh, right. You get to the last pair. Smash. Woof. Yeah. And you're doing smoke balled. Everything before that. Right. You know. To yeah. me, that is that is that is all mental game. Absolutely, because absolutely, that's all it is is mental game. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, Explain no that. Okay, well, number one, um, you can't get careful. Okay, you got to shoot with com- you got to shoot with confidence the whole time. Okay, so more than likely you're thinking I'm about to run the station, and you got to be perfect, and you start shooting careful. If you start shooting careful, you start missing. Okay. Um, you know, you've got to attack the last pair like you shot the first pair, okay? You've got to be just loose enough and be in control of the bird and not, you know, be all, you know, checking leads and, you know, right. being real careful. You start getting careful, you're going to miss birds. Right. Well, you know, and I've, um, I've shot with several people, yep. you know, several, several master class shooters and stuff like that, and – all right, so I've heard I've heard people tell me, yep. When you get to that last pair, yep. Change it up, shoot it in a different spot, mm. okay? Because that that changes your concentration, and or changes your changes your break point. So you're going to concentrate more on breaking it at that spot instead of okay. okay. All right. I- all right, I, I I feel you on what they said. Okay, I don't. I, I know exactly what you're saying, and I don't feel like that's the right. I. You, all right, so here's the way I feel about that. I, have I ever changed break point after I hit a target? Yes, because I didn't feel comfortable with it. Okay? Right. Gotcha. But if you just centered up three pair in a row and you decide you're going to change the break point on the last one, I'm not sure I agree. The problem is with the last pair. The people that get this last pair problem. It's all about dealing with the pressure. They're about to run the station. They're doing good. They're about to run the station, and they miss. They maybe have not put themselves in that situation enough, um, don't know how to deal with pressure, don't know how to embrace it. Um, For me, I've kind of learned over the years, you know, if I kill the first three pair, this last one's in trouble. 
You know what I mean? So I've kind of got that mindset, not I hope I hit these. You know, you've got to have right. the right confident mindset on the last pair that you're going to kill them. And, you know, I'm telling you, once you get to a certain level, confidence is everything. It is. If, you, if you're confident – that last pair ain't going to bother you, especially if you right. shoot the first three pairs. You know, and I'm, I'm a lower-class shooter. Right. I don't, you know, last year's first year I shot a registered target since 04. Right. You know, but confidence, confidence will get you further. Sure. Than anything else. Absolutely. If and, I'm, and by the if, way, I will say you are a confident dude, okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing you got on your side is confidence. That's right. Well, that's, can, a, that's a good thing. He can go shoot with me and lose by a couple and still talk trash. Well, <laughs> he will. That's for sure. Read the hat. There you go. That's, that's what, what we, we do. do. That's it. That's, that's what it. we do. Yeah. So, uh, Chad. Yes, sir. The uh, When you say you smoke ball targets. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hit them harder than Kevin ever thought about hitting them. <laughs> And t- Ask him and tell him. Tell him you don't have as all that. that you don't, you don't that. have all fancy chokes, do you? Nah, nah. You use same choking, both barrels. Both barrels, same choke. It don't matter where we going. What choke? Blue or red? Pure gold. What pure golds? Twenties. <laughs> what do you use, Kevin? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin will change. He'll see a rabbit. He'll yeah. just see the sign yeah, he, that says rabbit. He starts changing. I don't, I don't, I don't get the. Well, let's talk know, about but, that for a second. Well, the thing about it, Daddy, is I'm not all right. Like I said a while ago, I'm a I'm a lower class shooter. All right, my biggest thing is I want to work on I want to work on my game. Okay, I want to work on breaking targets. Okay. All right. So later on, whenever I get whenever I feel like I'm good enough, then I'll start changing changing chokes or or doing what I need to do. All right, so what my experience, whenever I get in there and I start thinking about what choke I need, then it gets in my head. When it gets in my head, it causes me targets. Right. So if if I put two twenties in and it doesn't matter if it's from me to you or from here to 16. I shoot the same target. By the way, same six, choke. 16 is a long way from here. It is. <laughs> yes, yeah, interstate. But yeah. we can smoke them. Right. So, all he's saying is, goal. back to what we were talking about earlier, confidence. Okay? That's it. Whatever you want to so, shoot. So, all right, let's talk about choke changing. All right. Let's all talk right. about it. A lot of people shoot fixed barrels. Yep. Some of the best shoot fixed barrels. Yep. But then some of the best shoot chokes. That's right. Okay. So how often, and I'm, I'm sure this is a question somebody's wanted to ask, how often do you change? Do you only change on certain birds or, or what? Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, I change chokes. Okay. Zach sitting over there, he's going to agree because I watched him change a lot last weekend. But, uh yeah, so go-to, I'm going to shoot 25s if you got a go-to choke. All right, the go-to choke is anything outside of 25 to whatever. Okay, that's my go-to. Now, say we get a quick trap pair that's tight, first bird's really close, I'm going to shoot a skeet on the bottom. You know, if we got a rabbit, I'm going to shoot a skeet. Um, close rabbit or, or any nah, rabbit. That rabbit, nah. 25 and in, I'm shooting a skeet at him. I'm shooting a skeet at him at 25 and in. It, it's just... You get a bad hop, you know, you need you need all those BBs, B 
be a little wider. And let's talk about this shooting this tight choke deal, okay? Because uh, back when I first started, a lot of people tended to shoot as open as possible to break the target. Now they're venturing on the other end of it, shooting tighter than what they need, okay? Here's why. The reason they do that, okay, is they don't want to see a chip. They don't want to, you know, shoot a 30-yard crosser with an improved cylinder and, and break the front edge off. And if they do that, they're going to want to move, you know, they're going to change a little bit, and they could have been in the center of the pattern, okay? So if you're shooting 20,000, 25,000, whatever you're shooting, you center that bird, you don't change a thing, okay? You stay right there and you grind it out. And, uh, you know, you look at most of the guys that are at the top of the leaderboard, they're shooting tight, okay? Uh, but they're on their game. Yeah, they're on their they're, game. They're seeing, they're seeing what they're supposed to see. Absolutely. For your, Absolutely. For your, for your lower class, for right. your lower class shooter, if, if they learn how to open up. Okay. If they learn how to open up that chuck, if, you know, instead of looking at you and saying, all right, right. But well, Kevin, Kevin shoots 25,000 right. or 35,000. But and the difference me, is this. The difference is this. Okay, say so you got a guy like Zach that's been shooting forever, Okay. He can read his break, okay? He, right. he knows if he's front edge, back edge, center, okay? Right. A guy that's E-class, okay? If he, gets, if he gets a chip, okay, if he gets a chip, he doesn't care. Front, back, whatever, that bird was dead. Right. Okay, so yeah. it, great. You know, so that's the difference. That's, right, that's, that's your lower class. So, yeah. so and, that was, and that's my point. Like, all right, so your lower class, when they – all right, where you're going to shoot a 25 or a 35 or a 30 or whatever. Right. All right, and they're shooting a 10. Yep. All right, well, all they want to see is a break. Sure. They I don't, agree with that. You know, now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the reason I like, you know, and, and I'm a lower-class shooter, but the reason I like shooting with a tight choke is because if I miss, I know where I miss. If I hit that target, I know where I hit that target at. I either I either hit the front edge, the back edge, but when I hit it, I hit it hard. Right. I know where I hit that target, so I know what I got to do to, to correct. Be, yeah, that, basically what I was saying earlier. Problem. Yeah. Right. But I mean, you shoot an open choke that's got holes in it out there at 35, 40 yards. Yeah. You break the nose off. Correct. You may have been in the center of the pattern, but right. you just had a hole in it. Yeah. But you you know you, you can't really can't tell can't really tell right. where you where you hit that bird I, I, at i think or for where a, you're at with the gun i right. think for a beginning shooter i think they should just put a set of tens in and just go at it no doubt i agree i mean it, no matter what course right that's right i, I ten, agree a ten, i agree 100 because they ain't gonna hit the far ones anyway I, <laughs> how far this might be a weird how far is a 10 effective in your opinion you can put a skeet in and hit anything on that red course you can put a skeet choke in and hit anything on that record. So Zach says forty yards, about a ten is effective. So when you go to a when you go to a sporting clay shoot, you, I mean, how how often are you really going to see something? You're not going to see that on every station. No. A forty yard shot, no. So I mean, put those two tens in and rock on with it. Right, right, I right. Agree. And, and that's what I'm saying. You, you can you can put a skeet you can put a skeet choke in. Open cylinder. You can put a cylinder choke in and shoot anything on any station I got at the Meadows and break it. Right. Now, there's a difference in breaking it and smashing it. Okay? Absolutely. 
All right. Well, well, being a beginner, you just need to break the target. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So you know that 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 goes into play where you want to step up from the beginner level to the intermediate level, or you know, master right. class, like you know, the pros, the pros, like these two. We got <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad, so tell everybody, if they want to come shoot at the Meadows, how to get to you. 75? Right on 75, exit 181, Rumble rump, Road. Rumble Road, get off the exit. Get off the exit, we ain't, what, 150 yards? It ain't far. It's the closest gun, road, 150 gun range to the there is. Yep. 150 yards. If you want to come down for the weekend, there's hotels everywhere around here. Come on in. Yep. We sign got up, you know, sign up for the turkey shoot. No wind score, know. right? Is it on wind score? Yes, it is. All right, wind score yes, turkey is. shoot. And Becky can handle it. That's right. Becky can get it done. All right. She can get it done. I think we're about to uh, call our guest here, Corey Cruz. See what he has to say about All right, let's things. do it. All right. Calling Corey? Yep. Calling Corey. We're on the phone and have two-time national champion, current Texas state champion, and the 2018 U.S. Open <laughs> champion, a resume that a lot of people would love to have in the sport. Living in Texas, taking sporting clays by storm in 2018. Corey Cruz, what's up, man? Hey, guys. What's going on? What's up? How you doing? Man, uh, doing good. Just getting uh, getting home from a good day of work and getting passed up on some errands. Just got home from uh, Cross Creek Clays. Had an awesome shoot out there benefiting the uh, Night Stalker Association. Uh, pretty awesome group. If you look them up on the internet, it's uh you know, I guess the, the best way they describe themselves is kind of like the Uber drivers for uh, special forces, you know, military, you know, they get them in, get them out. Uh, so cool event up there. Awesome new club. Uh, literally like one of the best shoots that we've been to in a, in the past. Some of the best referees and trappers, beautiful venue, uh, all brand new. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they do well, man. They're off to a good start. So, uh, did that shoot this past weekend, uh, getting home, getting patched up on some work and tie up loose ends and, uh, got into the chiropractor today, got my neck worked on, jumped into the dentist, got a tooth worked on. That actually was surprising. It, uh, I was expecting a, a big old list of problems and, uh, turns out I got some pretty healthy teeth, y'all. Corey, you getting old or what's going on with all that? Well, I left my, uh, you know, my depends at the store today. <laughs> I, I might pick them up uh, tomorrow morning on the way out. But right, uh, right. Oh man, I, I, I need some advice, Kevin. What you, what, what am I expecting next? Oh, there's a lot coming. Like you haven't experienced hair loss yet, you know, which we had a comment on Facebook last night of how good your hair was, and I wish I got those. And uh, I know, man, I saw that. That was a, that was a good comment. Oh, yeah. uh, well, let me start with uh, I will not have hair loss. Uh, you know, I got the genetics. You know, thank you to my German grandpa. It's going to be thick. Right. And uh, how I keep it so feathery, I think, is what it said. Yes. And, uh, wash it once a week. That's okay. how it stays that way. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sounds like water. Alex. Nope. Yeah. Soap and water, no products, man. So, Just, Corey, uh, how old are you now? Put your greasy cap back on. What's that? How old are you now? Uh, 30... Four, I think. Yeah, 30, so, so 34. You, have you started the uh, old man back hair yet? Is that oh, yeah, dude. I, 
Yeah, I they, can braid it. You can braid it. Yeah, that gives me a problem. I just wanted to know if you started that yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of fun. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so, how how did you end up at the Night Stalker shoot Cross Creek Corps? Uh, our good buddy Tom C sent me an invitation for it, uh, uh, and our friends Joey and Melissa Wright. Uh, I knew they were involved uh, there with the club, and uh, you know, you, you see, you know, just awesome up and comers like Tom, you know, getting affiliated and working hard with different clubs and trying to promote the sport. Man, you got to back them up and show up. So uh, I was there, man. Yeah, it was a nice place. It's probably one of, one of the nicest I've ever been to. Um, yeah, man, I got, I got to shoot right behind some awesome guy named Justin. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the onesie, man. The onesie. <laughs> I was going to say, man, I got I got one extra good look bird like every stand. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how, how, where did you finish up at at the, at the shoot? Did you – where did you end up at? I uh, ended up fourth. Uh, our good friend, Gavin Miles, uh, he had a 191, and then David – was on fire he actually shot the score uh i thought that would actually win a 193 but wendell came in storming hot with a uh, 195 and just kind of outlasted us all so that put me on uh at fourth yeah wendell didn't do much missing up there that's for no, sure that was stupid that, that sure. sunday score was crazy yeah, yeah he shot that yeah, in the morning too didn't he yes you know it was a common conversation we all had up there uh you know the the regardless of the target difficulty like there are just some absolute outstanding scores being shot nowadays i mean used to you know a 182 183 might have won that shoot right you know but now 195 i mean you know both side events the true pair and the sporting or the super sporting got straighted the, uh, i was looking up to to straight the uh the prelim that's right then zach busted up a 99 the first day of the main and second day Wendell's 98 so I mean you look overall that's literally only three targets that got really pulled off Joe Skull the uh, target setter who's a veteran of the whole business and I mean he knows what he's doing he's not just throwing something stupid out there that everyone's going to miss I mean he really works hard to make you make mistakes and there were really only you know ideally three mistakes made right you know amongst, uh, amongst the whole crowd you know that I'm speaking not individually but the the crowd. I mean, that's just like flat out impressive, dude. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Crazy scores for sure. Crazy. I mean, it, it backs up like we've been talking. Like nowadays, to win, you not only have to shoot incredibly good, but you have to like be good and lucky. Right. I mean, cause, yeah, to, to hold it together for two days. Wendell's one ninety five was insane. Yeah. I mean, David's one ninety three was great. And, uh, you know, like I said, I felt like that one should have won. And I think Wendell would probably bag me up and saying that, you know, his 190, I, I don't know whether Wendell would or not. He expects to shoot that good. But, uh, yeah. So when we were shooting, cool event, when we were shooting together, Corey, you mentioned two things that I, I remember. One of them was you said you're a pilot and you fly yourself to your shoots. No, well, I kind of do. I actually, uh, I'm uh. pilot training. I've got a, uh, you know, I can fly us, but uh, it won't be legal. <laughs> but uh, I've got a, <laughs> I can get us there in one piece, but uh, it, we, we might get a couple tickets. Uh, but, no, I've got a good friend here locally. His name's Ron Ewer. Uh, he's, uh, he's been just super awesome guy. He's, he's kind of taken me under his wing, and he's just been helping me out a ton. Just a, a great friend to have. And uh, he's also a really talented pilot. He's got a, a Mooney ovation. It's just a 
really comfortable, you know, four passenger airplane, four passengers in bags. Uh, I could, I'd say four passengers in light bags is kind of what kind of payload it'll carry. Uh, you know, it'll fly about, you know, 100, 100, you know, 50, 60 knots, uh, uh, I guess, you know, airspeed, ground speed can get anywhere up to, you know, 200 plus, you know, depending on if you got a, a headwind or a tailwind. So it's a lot faster uh, than a car. Yes, right. That's right. It's a it's a hot rod way to get there, man. Fly in, rent a car. You know, just like we flew to uh, the regional out in Tucson last year, and I mean that was easy one stop shopping, man. We flew right in. It was right next to the airport. Uh, rental car was waiting there on us. Go checking in the hotel and right out to the club. Not having to deal with the commercial airports is awesome. But you know, on the other end, you know, there have been some shoots where we fly in. I guess that. Uh, Maybe it was the, I think it might have been the U.S. Open uh, there at uh, Big Red Oak we flew into. And we were trying to get out Sunday evening, but we had a storm coming. So, you know, there's there's pros and cons to it. Whenever you're trying to, you know, get rushed and, you know, get to the airplane and head home early to beat the weather. I mean, anything about flying, you're all, you know, uh, you're sitting duck to the weather. So if it cooperates, everything's great. But if you're trying to fly around some weather, you've got to be careful. And, yeah. uh, you know, obviously it's a lot, there's a lot more to it than just driving the car and things to keep your eyes on. So it does keep your mind very busy. You can easily get yourself mentally exhausted. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Well, at least, at least you're flying and it takes you half the time to get there. So you can wait a little bit longer. So right. now let me get this straight. You said you could get us there, but there may be some tickets. Now, does that go to the pilot or everybody on the plane? No, it just goes to the pilot. Sweet. Do they, do so they, we can. Uh, <laughs> I'm down, dude. Whenever you want to fly, it's do, cool do they pull, do they pull you over? In the, how does that work? You like a pull over and meet? The problem or? is I don't think the problem is I don't think Ron's gonna let me fly his plane. You know, especially with people until <laughs> okay. I finish the. Uh, oh, okay. I okay. The, okay. All right. Uh, just check. Here's what happened. I, I went. I started. There's a. Uh, there's a really, really nice. Uh, you know, private airport uh, near my house. They're a uh, certified. Cirrus school. If you look up Cirrus aircraft, they're kind of like state of the art. Things even got a parachute on it. Like if all else fails, jerk the parachute and you're you're going to float down and be all right. Uh, so my wife really liked that idea, you know, of training in that plane. So I went all <laughs> the way through it. Uh, did my solo and then just got busy with life. Man, work work got busy. Family got busy, and uh, had to. And then I guess hunting season got here, and that always you know prevails. So oh yeah. Uh, now you're talking. <laughs> had to had to shut it down, and you know, you learn so much so fast, and you forget so much so fast. So uh, <coughs> basically, kind of just uh, went too long without staying current, forgot a lot of stuff, and getting back in the plane. The shooting season's really been uh, been an experience. You just kind of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot about that. I can't be, uh, I forgot about that too. Gosh, All right, man, I'm glad I'm not having to do this because man, we'd be in a bind. Right. So uh, I got my good buddy Ron there to uh, jog the memory and help me out and, you know, help push me to, to go ahead and punch the ticket and get my license and uh, finish it up because I know he's ready for me to do the same thing so he can sit back and relax and let me, you know, kind of like back in the day when you're a kid and your dad drives you to all the shoots. Well, <laughs> now the point where he wants to kick back and let me fly him to all the shoots. Right, right. Gotcha. Well, cool. So tell me about your ammo sponsor. You had a lot of good things to say about them when we were oh, yeah. on the golf cart. Just... Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so through the career I've shot, you know, I mean, you name the ammo, I've shot them. 
uh, and I, they're all good. Don't get me wrong. Every if it goes bang, it's an awesome shell. But when you start talking about you know performance and ammo, and I hope Zach's listening, but man, he's real close he, right here. I can sense him. You see those Agula brakes? They absolutely hammer targets. I love them, man. I mean, they. Uh, he just Not rolled. He just rolled up. his eyes, Corey. I saw his eyes roll. They, no, probably all the way to the back no. of his head. But uh, man, I'll put them up against anything. They they absolutely hammer targets. It's a well-made shell, and it's it's even got a, a great team backing it up. You got uh, my good buddy Patrick Thomas is the CEO. Uh, he was previously with Rio. He's kind of he's grown up in the industry. Just a super awesome guy, and he he. Uh, your business and uh you know not only is is it him but he's got a great team backing him up uh christy draw who came from aim point yeah i mean she's just absolutely brilliant and such a sweetheart and then uh you got numerous other sidekicks there in the office miss patty's wonderful uh the whole team is awesome so you got you got a great product backed up by some great people and also their headquarters here in the states is in my hometown so uh that helps also well, let me ask you, um, Corey, you were talking earlier about going to the chiropractor, and I've heard, you know, obviously we know each other, so I, I know the answer to this, but, uh, you know, going to the chiropractor, your neck's hurting this, that, and the other, so you're a little recoil sensitive. What load do you shoot? Man, I shoot the uh, the one ounce, 1,275 feet per second. Right, so it's uh, a pretty, pretty comfortable I'm, shell? Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of people would say blousers kick. I mean, once every shotgun kicks until you get the thing fit right and the weight balanced out right. My gun doesn't kick. Right. right. Uh, and, you know, I actually did shoot, a, you know, uh, a case of ounce and an eighth while I was up there in uh, Tennessee at the, uh, the Night Stalker shoot. And it, that wasn't necessarily what did it. It's been ongoing. You know, sleeping on a hotel bed doesn't help. Right. You know, tweak my neck, you know, one way or the other. Sometimes I just wake up with it. I mean, I've been shooting for golly i guess competitively for 21 years now i guess uh and you know you think back of you know as a little kid shooting a uh beretta 390 yeah uh shooting ounce and a quarters back in the day of cetas and all that and you know stretching that neck out crawling up there on the stock real far and then going through a growth spurt i grew literally like a foot in a year right and so you know, not only I don't have uh, I don't have all that meat on my bone like you healthy guys do. So I got uh, <laughs> I got I got that uh, my what my dad says I got a I got a neck like an egret. Right, right. There you. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, yeah, man, my neck's I'm I'm very sensitive to recoil nowadays. You don't need it either, man. I mean, you could shoot a seven eight ounce load and absolutely hammer targets. You look at statistically since the score or since. They went from ounce and a quarter in a feet test to one ounce. Scores have gotten better. Right. Uh, I've been shooting one ounce, you know, for the past five, six years. My scores continue to get better. You know, it's not all, you know, just the package you're sending. It's the address you're putting on it, man. And, you know, an ounce and an eight, no matter what anybody says, those things kick harder than a one ounce. And you have a recovery period there after the shot. Some people say it doesn't bother them. Well, hats off to it if it doesn't, but it bothers me, so I'm sticking with one ounce. Right. And I know Mike appreciates it, too. <laughs> right, right, right. I hear you. So the question uh, we got to ask now that everybody wants to know, seven and a half or eight? 
And I'm back and forth. I'm, I would say I'm about 90% eights, but I'll throw a seven and a half in there. If I get a little off speed target, you know, especially bios on a windy day or something like that, I'm not afraid to throw a seven and a half at it. So if you say, you know, we, we all do this, but we have to ship shells to different places, you know, cause we want to shoot our sponsor shells. Uh, so when you send a couple of flats, like you sent to Tennessee, so you sent yourself a little of both. Yeah. For Tennessee, uh, I actually sent, you know, so, Let's see. I shot most of my eights up, and I had uh, I had a case of seven and a halves, you know, in my garage. I went and practiced with those, and you know, they were hitting targets just as hard. I was like, man, it's all in your head. It's not a big deal, right? Uh, you know, the shot quality, especially in these aguilas, is so good that I really didn't even notice much of a difference. So I I had them sent up a uh, a case of eights and a case of seven and a halves, and uh, you know. You know, I guess, how do you say it? The target presentations we were shooting at, you know, the far the shot, what, maybe 50 yards, something yeah. like that. Nothing was really far. It was just all technical and angles and, you know, uh, quartering and trap shot birds on on, uh, on report and stuff like that. I didn't really notice, you know, any difference between the two. But to answer your question, you know, like for the u.s open if i was going to send up four cases i'd do three eights and one seven and a half okay okay i got you so the majority eights okay kind of like anthony mm-hmm. anthony shoots majority eights i got you correct got you okay well, let's, cool. let's talk about the u.s open yeah big champion on the phone yeah what's up <laughs> so so you won the u.s open against who was I, I, no i wasn't there so you who won was the close? u.s open by straighten the course the last day uh-oh yeah which is <laughs> the U.S. Open course. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not. I mean, you could sit them on sawhorses and call it the last day of the U.S. Open, and you're going to miss. Okay. Yeah. But to hit them, you know, hit them all. That, that's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Yeah. So, so uh, what? What? What mindset were you in on that last day, knowing that I'm, I'm assuming that you were on top, or at least close to the top, and you had and you shot a hundred? What, well, what mindset were you in? It was 68. What, what, what was the number of that? Day? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, all right, well, I might be able to – I'll answer in two different ways. So, uh, me and Anthony Matteris and Greg Wolf have grown up shooting together. I mean, back in the day, as uh, sub-juniors, as juniors, we always, you know, kind of – we've all three shot together forever. We always push each other, right? You know, so there's been numerous tournaments where, you know, either all three of us or two of us or one of us is going into that last day, you know, where we where we want to be or you know kind of where we need to be you know however you want to say it so going to the last day of the open anthony and i were tied and you know, so essentially yeah it's like a shoot off between you know it, it's me and anthony and we're not really worried about anything else because we know one of us you know needs to needs to shoot well and you know where some people might find this weird or anything but i'm just as happy if anthony wins Anthony's as happy as I went. We're pushing each other. And, uh, I mean, I wouldn't even say that he really, you know, made a mistake. There's just one that slipped by, and I just had a, a good day, man. I mean, I, you know, we do our best to not even think about all that because all you're doing is adding pressure to yourself. Just enjoy the game, enjoy the moment, and just, just grind it out, hit them all. You know, uh, you know, Zach actually told me something I still remember back in uh, – in 2012 going into the last day of the uh the nationals you know i was like man if i can just hang with anthony happy you know i I really don't work as hard as a lot of people do nowadays you know at shooting you know it's it's 
uh, at times been my primary thing, and at that time it really wasn't. But I was honestly just happy to be there with Anthony. If I could have made the podium, I was good with it. Yep. And Anthony, or Zach actually told me, he's like, heck with that, man, go win. And I was like, yeah, well, that's a little bit different mindset than actually like, all right. Uh, I mean, it sounds simple, but it, it really struck a chord to like, you know what, stick with it and just go win this thing. And if Anthony wins it, well, good for him because, you know, he's like a brother to me. And, uh, uh, you know, it, I would have honestly been just as happy. Right, right, right. And I was actually there. I uh, can't remember if I was on the squad behind or the squad ahead, but I was there. Because I can remember maybe the last day you and Ant walked up to a station and there was a quarter and out bird. And it was cool to see because he knew that you were going to win or had the chance to win. And he told you, you know, look at the left edge or whatever it was and hold it. I can't remember exactly what the bird was, but it was it was it was pretty good stuff. You know, he was. Yeah, man. I mean, it, you know, the uh, the cover of the uh, the new Play Nation yep. Target Nation, the, the NSCA website kind of tells the story, too, man. I mean, we're all rooting for each other, me, Greg and Anthony. Right. And. Uh, you know the the cover picture you know shows that I mean you know as soon as I hit that last pair it sealed the deal the first person I turned around to is Anthony to high five me I mean right. it, it's and vice versa if uh, if it's for for him doing that if roles are reversed then you know that's me too right right cool stuff man so Corey your gun sponsor Blazer yeah uh, man you won the U.S. Open with your gun that you also won the national championship with, right? Yep. So, yep. so uh, you shot so the same yeah. gun since 12. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Okay. So that, uh, that gun in 2012, it was kind of like a work in progress as far as getting a, a stock fit. And, uh, it was just a, a roughed out stock that I had, uh, you know, did some grip shape for, and uh, some comb height, some cast, some weight, and you know everything to to get it feeling right. So uh, you know, won the nationals with that gun. Well, right after that, I gave it to Jim Greenwood, and he uh, he built me a beautiful stock, and uh, I shot it for you know basically until uh, until this past nationals uh, nationals in 2017. I I, I swapped that gun out. And I went back to uh, this old one. I spent some time with uh, my coach, Dan Carlisle, and he was just noticing that you know, either something in my body had changed, but the stock on that, that gun that uh, Greenwood had built me, it didn't have enough drop in it. And so I was like, well, I know one that does. So I just pulled the, the old one out of the safe and started shooting it. And uh, uh, just kind of been working on that since and trying to get a uh, – trying to get a pattern stock roughed out and, you know, get a pretty gun built uh, to get back into shooting something that doesn't have a bunch of tape and electrical tape and all that stuff on it now. Well, Corey, I wouldn't be used to that. Every time you win, you got electrical tape or something hanging off of it. I'm saying, you know, I think it's a, <laughs> I think there's something to it. It you might be. Some moleskins, some tennis tape. Some, well, I'll tell uh, you what, you we're know. going down to Georgia State. I'm going to tape the whole damn gun. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tape the barrels, tape everything, everything. everything. I'm putting tape all over. That's it, man. You gotta, you gotta jam some cut up uh, shell boxes there, and right. You change the pitch a little bit, a little mole skin. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I was asking Corey the same thing. I looked at his gun, and I was, uh, I was asking him, all right, what, what all the different kind of tapes you have on this gun? 
Right. <laughs> so some guy on Facebook said that it, uh, it looked like you had an ISIS system on it. <laughs> nah, he did not nope. have that. <laughs> no, no, man, I, I really, I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm talking bad because those things are good for a lot of people, but I, you know, the uh, recoil, you know, the hydraulic systems, they're not for me, man. I want that gun, the the weight balanced out right now. I might say something different here in about three or four years if my neck ever really gives out. So, uh, but right now, uh, right now it's all good. When you're not shooting? What do you do for mm-hmm. work? What do you? Where are you employed? What do you do for a living? Man, I work for a uh, a company called C and G Boats. The home base is out of Golden Meadow, Louisiana, and we're in the uh, the offshore work boat business. So, if you know, just a, a way to help people wrap their mind around them, just imagine that that these boats are you know like the trucking business of the Gulf of Mexico. All right, you got an eighteen wheeler, a heavy hauler, and you got a, a hot shot truck, right? So be able to take a big supply boat, which is kind of like an 18-wheeler, and we'll haul out personnel, uh, heavy materials, heavy liquids, uh, you name it. You know, if it's, uh, if it's uh, chemicals to uh, help drill a well, we'll haul those out. We've got tanks below deck that, that actually pump that up to the drilling rig, uh, liquid mud, heavy equipment, whether it's construction pieces or a big spread to plug in a band in a well, you name it. Uh, some of these boats they'll range in length from 110 foot all the way to 280 feet. Uh, now then the uh, the hotshot truck, you know, that would be similar to what a uh, a crew boat is. A crew boat is more so for running uh, light materials, personnel, and a fast boat. I mean, this is a 220 foot boat that'll do 28 knots loaded wow. to the gills. It's incredible. If you check out our website, it's cgboats.com. You know, uh, we've got a pretty cool little little video that you can tell what uh, what the you know see our boats in action more or less. So Sweet. my job is to make sure that our fleet you know stays working for the oil companies. So I'm kind of the middleman in between uh, the you know the company and uh, the oil operator. And so you know I've got to go into offices and. Uh, you know, keep an idea of what works coming up so uh, we can kind of shuffle things around and make sure that we've got the right tool for the right job when it starts and be there and service the boats to, to make sure that they can they can get the job done uh, without any setbacks or downtime. All right, cool, cool. So, sounds, sounds so when you're not working and you're not shooting, I hear you like to do some hunting. That's what we want to talk about, Corey. Now we're talking. Killer. Yeah, Killer. man, I mean, that's that's kind of you know i've been blessed enough to to be able to kind of blend everything together you know whenever i'm uh you know whenever i am working there's a lot of uh customer relations that are involved so i get to hunt with uh with my customers slash friends i mean i've been lucky enough that all my customers nowadays are, are really good friends of mine so you know we get to go uh we get to go hunt together fish together and uh work hard and play hard but uh yes if i'm not if I'm not with my family, if I'm not working, uh, I, I really enjoy being in a tree somewhere with my bow and, you know, hunting anything from a, uh, from a raccoon to a, uh, <laughs> to, to a bear up in the mountains. You know, it don't matter, man. I'm, I'm, I'm all about bow hunting. I, I remember a few years back, uh, we all stayed at a house together and, uh, I believe you told me you had a monkey Oh, yeah. Mounted on a surfboard. He got a monkey. I've seen the monkey. <laughs> yeah, I do. So, yeah. so my wife and I were in uh, we we're in South Africa, 
And you know how uh, here in Georgia or here in Texas, you know, all along the, the coast, we have a, a big feral hog problem, right? So hogs just absolutely, you know, terrorize the land. Well, in uh, South Africa, they, you know, they have monkeys. These monkeys will literally break into your house, tear your kitchen apart. Uh, like, just they tear stuff up. They ruin hunts. And a lot of these outfitters, uh, they don't care to have them around. Well, you know, so they're somewhat of a nuisance. Well, there was a overpopulated colony there close, and the uh, outfitter asked me, he's like, man, you know, you're, uh, you're a killer. I tell you what, here's a 22, and uh, some bullets go go send them out a little bit. And so uh, I got me a big bull. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. And, uh, he was a big bull. We were, we, were all, we were all impressed. So it's, you know, if you look up on the Internet, vervet monkey. V E R V E T. It's also called a blue ball monkey. Yeah, well, he, uh, got, he definitely has blue balls. I've seen them. I'm talking <laughs> blue. neon, neon blue. blue. Yes, big and bright. They are. And uh, yeah, I thought it, I've got a really cool taxidermist. Uh, Tony Rivera's brother, Art Rivera, is my taxidermist. He's out of uh, just south of San Antonio. Really talented. And I told him what I wanted to do. He thought it was hilarious himself. And uh, I looked online and found a little surfboard that's about three or four feet long. And uh, he changed the <laughs> he changed the mold, and uh, got that monkey on a surfboard. And as you come in the house and you go up the stairs, he's right there in your face. It's awesome, man. <laughs> that is awesome. Hey, That's cool. Kevin's stuff. got a, a pretty impressive collection of animals, but he does not have a well, monkey. I'll tell you one thing: I go kill one. <laughs> it's time to go kill blue bald monkeys. I'm down. 22. Let's go That's with right. the twenty-two. I'm gonna go. go monkey, I'm gonna go blow gun, uh, blow gun. You know, mm. I'm gonna have to do a little, I'm gonna have to <laughs> one, upper. one upper. You know. Get after Blow it, Tim gun. Wells. Blowgun. <laughs> Tim Wells. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, big game. What do you What do you most like to hunt? Big game. Is it you know deer? Is it, you know, what is it? Yeah, you know, I'd say you know, if you had to pick one, you know, I love chasing white-tailed deer. Whether you know it's in the Midwest, whether it's down south, uh, you know, anywhere, uh, white-tailed deer is always a fan favorite uh elk hunting you know that's i guess the next best favorite uh and then you know i made a a, a trip up to the yukon i got me a uh a mountain goat while i was up there i kind of fell in love with that and i want to go back and do some more sheep hunting and while i'm there you know i need to punch the ticket on a moose and uh you know a, a stone sheep a fanning sheep and uh brown bear and all that sort of stuff man i'm, I'm like i said before it it really doesn't matter what i'm after as long as i got my bow i'm having a good time i know i'm gonna go to uh arizona in august for a mule deer and uh hopefully punch that ticket and that'll be a lot of spot and stalk which is my favorite uh did all that over in south africa and got pretty much all the planes game uh didn't really get to, to work on the dangerous game i figured that'll be for another season in life it's just so expensive uh, but uh yeah man i mean so what are you wearing that whole time you're you're hunting? Sick court. Oh, your favorite, my trusty old Sitka gear. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's addictive. Sick is addictive. Love that Sitka oh, yeah. gear. Yeah, man. you gotta it, have it. You know, <laughs> yeah. There's no price for comfort in the stand, man. Yeah, I mean we've all been there where you get to the stand and you're freezing cold, and it just takes the joy out of the hunt. But when you can sit up there, you know, uh, here's a good. You know, I was hunting. Uh, whitetail in nebraska and we had a big norther go you know, blow through it went from 40 degrees to 10 below and all i had to do was take my unroll my jacket that was in my backpack 
put it on, pulled the hood on, and I was there as the norther was blowing through. I was, looked like a yo-yo up in a, uh, a big, tall cedar tree, but uh, it was all good. That is. That is. Now, what do you think about our boy, Mike Wilgus, wearing QU? I mean, come on now. What's, what's, what's going hey, man, on with him? You, know, you got you to gotta have a variety. Okay. You know, I can't okay. dog QU. You. You know, there's a, you know, <laughs> they were actually founded by an ex-Sipka guy, so you know, it's the next best thing. All right. We're just trying to give Wilgus a hard time. <laughs> he's been fighting to get on the show for a while. We might let him on here shortly. Oh, he's going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, I'm a yeah. He's a good dude. You taking your daughter hunting any with you yet? Man, I haven't yet. She's uh, she's pretty active, but I cannot wait until the day that we can get her in and stay. My, my wife and I hunt together as much as possible. And, uh, you know, it's pretty fun. You know, just, you know, I get just as much as much joy you know, hunting with her and being the cameraman. I mean, uh, there's times she's had to slap me and say, like, dude, chill out. You're shaking. Right. But she's about to draw down on something, and I'm shaking the camera like, oh, gosh, here we go. Yeah. And so I know it's going to be the same way with my daughter, Claire. You know, How uh, old is she she's now? Right, she turns three uh, uh, here in about a week and a half. We got a little ways a little ways to go. A little ways to go. So I, just got, me a, I got me a sweet little kiss just now. There you she's go. up here in the office with me. So my little girl, Kay, killed her first deer when she was seven. And I thought I had done some cool stuff, you know, as far as killing stuff and being excited. But I had no clue what it was like till she killed her first deer. I mean, I was way more excited than she was. They could hear me yelling all over the property. It was was freaking awesome. Awesome. Oh, dude, I can't imagine. We we just got to go fishing together the other day. And she like just lit up you know to pull that bluegill up you right. know, and letting her reel it in it was so happy she even held the fish and, yeah you know she wasn't you know like ew i don't want to touch it right so right, right. Yeah, we got awesome. we got a i don't know if we got a bow hunter on our hands yet but we definitely got a little uh <laughs> little fisherman right here so oh, we'll I'm see sure. i'm sure she'll be a killer there i'm sure there a little bit before uh before the y'all called in uh i had her in my arms and we've got one of those bug assault guns I don't know if you ever seen one of oh, those, I but got it's like a little. Oh, I got it. Devin has, he has pure can, gold chokes hey, in let his me tell you, something. you can be hey. hunting in your kitchen, man. Let me tell you something, Anywhere Corey. Corey, a 20-gauge choke tube will fit the end of it, believe it or not. So I put a pure gold skeet on it. It'll wad them up. I'm just tell you. <laughs> Apply it and stand a chance. 20-gauge choke will fit right on a bug assault. Trust me. I oh, it. man, it's awesome. <laughs> so I had clear in my hands, and we, uh, we got that thing loaded. I saw a fly buzzing around it. Yo, I grabbed her like, clear, come on, let's go get that fly. She's like, all right, Dan, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> and boom, she goes, you got him. High five. So I right. think we got a good hunter on our hands, too. Yeah, yeah. Bug assault is a good time, no doubt. No yes, doubt. it is. Uh, are there any tips that you would give a young shooter headed to a tournament? That, that uh, What is something you would tell them if they're on the way to shoot a tournament, you know, this weekend? What is a, what is a you know, a couple tips you could give? Asking for a friend. <laughs> we're talking about young man there's, Alex. Uh, there's a ton of stuff i could say but you know most importantly you know look you practiced and even if you didn't practice you know that's what it's for you know if you're you're ready to go to the tournament all right so now when you get to the tournament you're not at practice anymore you don't worry so much about being perfect just go out and have a good time play your game and enjoy what you're doing a lot of people just, you know, they, they practice well, but they don't perform well because they pressure themselves up thinking they got to be mechanically perfect or do all these certain things, and it just clouds your judgment to just uh, to just shoot and play your game. You know, if, if someone said, you know, 
perform perfect mechanics. And when you get to tournament, you got to cut a backflip in between pairs, then you'll hit them all. Well, man, I'm going to be a gymnastics class. It right. just, it, you got to relax and have fun. And at that point you will perform well and, you know, just kind of let the, the practice mentality go and get to the shoot and have fun. And, you know, don't get sloppy by any means, but go and enjoy yourself and just, uh, enjoy the talent that, uh, that the big man blessed you with. Well, that's that's nice. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That, that's good. Works. Like that. The, uh, uh, Melissa Wright asked uh, about your, you, you broke a, your gun at the U S open. And they said it wasn't yeah. fixable, or it was, or wasn't. No, Tell it, me, it, what's the story it with it? It was that? fixable. I mean, blossers are fixable, man. They, those guys can fix anything. <laughs> but because we were at the uh, U.S. Open, they didn't have uh, all the tools to do, you know, uh, to do it on site. So what happened, you know, at the U.S. Open, we had you know, like one insanely windy day, and that was the day that I got to shoot the uh, the Super Sport. Well, uh, this last station that I was on was like the hardest station of the entire tournament. I mean, they were, they were just, you know, you had a 200 mile an hour quartering bird, a 50 mile an hour ribbon crosser, and then a, you know, uh, another hundred mile an hour edgy rising crosser. And, uh, so you had a big opportunity to run a wheel off while I ran that station and, you know, just kind of pumped up. I don't know, maybe I closed my gun a little bit too hard, but on the bottom barrel, the little hook that your your forend attaches to well that piece it's nitrated onto the barrel it's not welded or anything it's you know it's nitrated on there well uh that piece you know came loose mm. well uh how do you uh yeah, how, you how do you put that? it back on right right and so good thing about blazers uh, uh andre the head gunsmith he goes like man just slap some new barrels on there and go with it like well I don't want new barrels. So, you know, these are my barrels. They're they're perfect. They're they're, they're the, the the pattern's perfect. I, I don't want to change barrels. Can you fix it? Is there anything you can do? He's like, well, yeah, zip tie it on there. I was like, well, get the zip tie, man. Let's do it. And uh, so he modified the little uh, the latch piece on there. Kind of pulled that out, put a post in it, and right there uh, where where that latch is, there's a gap between the barrels. So he basically fitted it put a zip tie in to where it would basically cinch the uh Wait a the boring up to so you mean the to, bottom barrel you mean to tell me you won the u.s open with your forearm zip tied on is that what happened tell me tell me that's right man oh, that's awesome i, I that's even i even picture documented uh the whole thing yeah it was yeah. uh it was uh i guess the afternoon after the uh first day of the main event so the the second two days and all the world all around shoot offs and all that sort of stuff. It was pretty wild, man, but you know, that's yeah. just a testament to Blazer, man. They'll make it work. Yeah, Might cool. not look pretty, you know, but they'll keep you running. They got the best service in the industry. How how did that affect your mental going into Not at all. Obviously no, not, not much. Not, <laughs> not at all. I mean, did you, you have know, to I know they come up with another I know game them guys plan? got my back and they uh they do good and you know, it wasn't he the way where he put the uh you know, the little knob on the zip tie was off to the side. I didn't see it, and uh, I honestly couldn't couldn't feel that anything was even different. You know, he got it on there tight enough, and uh, the only thing I had to do, unfortunately, was cut it off because uh, to box it up and put it back in the airplane case. Right, right. Well, cool, cool, man. That, that's a neat story. Neat story there. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so uh, when we were shooting this weekend. I noticed your pre-shoot pre-shoot 
pre-shot routine. I don't know what you call it. That was good. Pre-shot routine. Pre-shot routine. Yeah, All right. you said it right. It looks like you get up there and you kind of you, you pull your gun up to your face and you you make the movement with your gun. A lot of people do it with their hand, but you do it with your gun. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, it's just a little bit of just kind of, I don't know if you'd call it muscle memory or some sort of feel. You just kind of, uh, uh, how do you say it, just maybe like a practice cut, you know, like a golfer does, you know, just kind of, you know, kind of getting a little memory of what the, the target speed is like, the transition from the first to the second target, making sure your feet are set up right and that everything feels, you know, you get the warm and fuzzies for you call the pair. And in the middle of that, a little bit of visualization, uh, remembering what, what, uh, uh, what spot on the target I want to see in the in the break zone looks like, and uh, you know from there, you know all the mechanics and all the practice kind of falls into where it should. Um, other than that, it's it's a lot slower, simpler, you know, pre-shot routine than I guess I I used to have. Used to take forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you this about what you do, Corey, that a lot of people don't. Well, I won't say a lot of people people that aren't as experienced, okay, with your move where you're feeling the two birds in the air, like you said, you're actually you're actually feeling the two birds in the air, and it'll tell you if your feet are in place or not. And you'll see a exactly. lot of guys that shoot and will shoot the first pair and end up missing the second bird and make an adjustment, ended up running out the station because they hadn't set up correctly to begin with. And Yeah, the, it's a the, real common mistake. Man. Real yeah, common it's, mistake. And it's an easy fix. And the way you sit in the box, you actually feel both birds two or three times, actually. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you're going to be set up, so it's not going to – your footwork is not going to cost you. And, the, you know, that's uh, that's something people want to know. That, that's, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, man. Yep. That was my problem. What, your footwork? <laughs> that, yeah, that was my problem. Hmm. Need to go work That's all that. it was, man. Just need to do a little more dancing. You know, get that footwork <laughs> hey, right. Hey, Corey, how loud was his gun under those stands this weekend? Was it loud? Good night, you ain't man. Lying, I didn't know brother. if you were shooting a cannon or a shotgun. 30-06. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that bad, is it's it? It's pretty loud, dude. Pretty <laughs> could you hear me? You could hear me? I heard you. Yeah, I, could, I, was, uh, I was seven uh, stations um, ahead. <laughs> yeah. Whenever we got on this call, I'm glad I got uh, got my hearing aids in. Yeah. Right. I'm still dealing with it. Right. You borrowed Joe Skulls. All right. We had a shout-out <laughs> yeah. to Joe Skulls. Oh. Yeah. What? <laughs> huh? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, squads. Let's talk about squatting. Do you normally shoot with a certain squad, or does it matter? Or you know? yeah, man. I mean, yeah, it definitely matters. I mean, I, I shoot with my friends. Uh, you know, whenever, whenever you know it's uh, U.S. Open or Nationals or you know any tournament that all three of us are going to be at, it's me, Greg, and Anthony. If uh, if our good buddy Travis Mears is going to, uh, if we're all going to be there. Then uh, Travis joins in with us too. Uh, here locally around Texas, you know that Greg and Anthony don't travel to. Me and Travis always shoot together, uh, and at the same time, uh, uh, I shoot a lot with my father-in-law Ed Arigi. Uh, you know he's helped me out a ton. You know since I was a kid, uh, and uh, and also Ron, you were my my uh, my flying buddy. So uh, yeah, man. I mean, you got to shoot with your friends. We all push each other and we're familiar enough with each other that if, if we're kind of, you know, for lack of better words, you know, just stepping out of line, doing something abnormal or need a little push or advice to, hey, man, you're behind it, or, you know, hey, watch your gun speed or, you know, look at the bird or just a, you know, kick in the butt. Come on, man, wake up, go to work. Right. You know, that sort of stuff. We're always pushing each other. So, yes, I do prefer to uh, to shoot with the squad. It, it changes from, from here to there. At uh, at nationals, it'll be me, Greg, Anthony, and Travis. Uh, 
and uh you know our b squad will hopefully be you know ron and my father-in-law and uh anybody else i think it's real important too man i mean you got to have you got to have some friends there and some backup and someone to someone to help you out you know and at the same time you know especially if you got a buddy that you're competitive with you know that you're helping each other i mean that's a i mean think of it this way is it any fun beating anybody when they're having a bad day no 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 so you know you want you want your friends to be on their best game. You want your your peers, your competitors to to be on their best game, and then you all want to kind of duke it out, you know, and have your have your best, and then see how this weekend went. And if it didn't go so good for you, well, heck, we'll see each other next weekend, and we'll go at it again. That's just how the season goes in my mind. Right, right. Where's your wh- where are you going to next? What's your next shoot you're going to? Uh, I'll be traveling uh, tomorrow morning, headed up to Decatur, Texas, to Fossil Point Gun Club to, to shoot the Aguila Cup. It's a it's a new format for a shoot. Really excited about it. It's gonna they're gonna have a, uh, a main event set by uh, Derek Mine. Derek set the uh, targets at our Texas State shoot and did an amazing job. I mean, obviously he's he's a professional that's been on fire for years now and you know a uh, a world champion at that so it's always fun to shoot you know targets that are set by that kind of that kind of mindset uh you know he doesn't people he, target setters nowadays i'm going off in the weeds but um they don't have to set you know they don't have to kill you with distance or or anything like that if they can make you miss with just speed and angle you know that's what's really challenging that's a good thing that Derek does i mean yeah uh dude knows what he's doing so, uh, yeah, man, the Aguila Cup's coming up. Going to be there, shoot his targets. And they've also got a, a cool three-gun event you know, going on alongside it. So it'll be fun to get out there and you know, shoot some steel with a, uh, with a pistol and an AR and, uh, and a shotgun and just kind of try it out with that. Are you, uh, I've got, Corey, are you any good with a pistol? Because I'm terrible with one. I can't hit anything. You know, man, yeah, I'm glad you asked because uh, I've I have been terrible. Pistols have always freaked me out, man. Right. I, you, know, you don't know if they're loaded or unloaded. And, <laughs> you know, the, the pistols are meant to do one thing, you know, yeah. and that's, you know, yeah. that's to save you, yeah. you know, get you out of a bind, you know, right. and that's kind of the way, the way I think of it. You know, my pistol will get me to my truck, and then whenever I get to my truck, look out because I'm going to have my AR, and then I can really go to work on you. Right. So, you know, the uh, but the good part about that is uh, I've got a I've got a buddy who, uh, you know, just he's amazing with with rifles with pistols i mean he's a he's a uh a retired navy seal so i'll be learning from the best and i, I can't wait to sit down with them and and really learn the ins and outs of all that and i think it'd be fun to kind of you know get out there shoot some three gun stuff i think it'd be fun to go shoot some uh 3d archery too man i mean uh you know, uh, a few years back, I started playing around with my bow a little bit and shooting at sporting clay targets with it, and I actually hit a couple of them. So yeah, yeah. that's pretty fun too. With a bow? With a bow, man. <laughs> what? Yeah, archery is uh, fun stuff. I sent that in that for a uh, Top Shot interview. You remember that show on the History Channel? I, I got me on as the. Uh, I remember you the, being uh, on there. Shotgun instructor. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I sure do. Yeah, cool stuff. Well, Corey, we appreciate your time, man. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for what you guys are doing, man. I hope you get a bunch of listeners, and uh, if they get something out of it, don't get don't don't fall asleep on our uh, our fun conversation. I enjoyed it. No, they won't. They no, won't. no, they won't. <laughs> so I appreciate you being on, and uh, look forward to seeing you again in another shoot. Yeah, man. Back at you, Justin. I sure appreciate you guys, and uh, 
Hope y'all aren't having too much fun out there without me. <laughs> All right, Corey. We'll see you, buddy. All right, man. Y'all take care. All right. Bye. Bye.